I guess I really understand now that this is my life. I love it. But I can't do it without my brother. I don't want to do it without my brother. And if he's gone, then I don't... Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. We are in the middle of season 10 and things are heating up, Chris. Ooh. Things are getting Ooh. exciting. We've got, we've brought back guest stars. We're introducing new lore. We're, mm. we're, we're, we're going into old lore for to get new lore. We're, we're, we, have, we have evil families that have been around since the Nazis. Ooh. It's, it's all over the place, Chris. It's, it's got all the things. And Jeremy, drink every time I say this, but I think this is the first new episode that I've that I've seen of season ten. I think, Chris, that, I, I think it's I, finally here. I'm a well-known drinker, uh, mm-hmm. and I feel like I can perversely say that I am proud of like how well I could hold my liquor in any given situation. I'm not going to do that, Chris. I'm not going to do that at all. I'm afraid I might get alcohol poisoning. It's I've said it at least eighteen times. <laughs> it feels like every single episode of season ten, you've been like, I don't think I've seen this one. Oh wait, no, yeah. I remember this one. Oh thing. wait, yep, that's right. How do you feel about this episode in general, man? Man, man. Uh, I went from negative to positive throughout it. As the episode went on, I got a lot more positive on it. Um, and obviously we'll get into that, but the ending is when I realized, nope, don't think I've seen this. I can't, I cannot fucking wait to watch next week's episode and be like, oh yeah, no, 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 you got Yeah, yeah, I, I totally. This. this is it. This is it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And find out that like, I only missed the finale or something, but <laughs> um, oh, so I'm, I'm very excited to find out that I actually started season 11 and didn't, don't remember it. But uh, um, no, I, I mean, I liked this episode overall. I looked ahead at the episode descriptions for season 11 and uh, they, they use some proper nouns that I, having seen season 11, I am reasonably sure. Cause I remember like something big <laughs> happening. I was like, I don't remember these proper nouns being that important. So what's happening Ooh. right now? <laughs> uh, so this may be really the part where like I was watching five episodes of supernatural a night and the last three were kind of a blur because I was maybe mm-hmm. on beer six to nine could be any one sure, of those. Sure. Yeah. Sure. 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 Um, before we get into the main part of the episode, I'd like to thank all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. You guys are the best. Um, all of those people donate a couple of bucks per month to get access to cool stuff. We have exclusive podcasts. If you want to listen to podcasts about Witcher stuff or Cowboy Bebop stuff or coming soon, Hill House stuff, uh, all of that is on the Patreon. You can also get access to our Discord where you can hang out with cool people. And uh, just a, another shout out to random people telling their friends about the podcast. Uh, Autumn sent me some screenshots from like the Murderinos group, which, or no, the Hunterinos group, which is a splinter group off of the My which was a po- my, my favorite, favorite murder. murder podcast that's specifically about supernatural. 
Um, and it, it almost inspires me to create like a my favorite murder channel in our Discord just to see how many people <laughs> if we can compete. After I went on my rant about true crime, which is okay, it was against me too. I'm saying we're all fucked up. We're all fucked up. It was. I guess it was nice seeing all of those people say nice things about us still, since we were like literally laughing at their habit and saying it was bad. Uh, hey. We're all fucked up. <laughs> but, but there were like four or five people saying like, oh yeah, I listen to Monster of the Week all the time and oh, I'm on their Discord and like all of that stuff. So thank you all very yeah, much was for, really nice. for spreading that was the really word. Nice. Super, super yeah. nice. Chris, catch me up it. with uh, Season 10. Where's Sam? All right. I, don't, I, have, I have no clue. Um, last time on Supernatural. Still haunted by the mark of Cain and the ghost of the Mona Lisa, Dean is confronted by Rowena, who seeks to sever the ties between Hell and the Winchesters while also rooting out the last of the Men of Letters. Uh, this plan backfires on Rowena when Dean is able to resist the uh, resist the mark. Okay, the effects of the mark, I guess, and Rowena's magic. Uh, and the witch finds herself cast out of hell by her own son, Crowley. Meanwhile, Sam and Castiel catch, hatch a plan to free Metatron from prison because Sam hasn't gotten a consistent flow of oxygen to his brain since season five. And because when it comes to heaven, Castiel only makes mistakes. So neither of them are thinking clearly. Together with the heavenly help of Bobby Singers, the boys are able to pull off the Marv mess up. But at what cost? And that brings us to season 10, episode 18, Book of the Damned, written by Robbie Thompson, directed by PJ Pessy. This aired on April 15th, 2015. Felicia Day returns as Charlie. Charlie calls Sam and Dean to tell him she found the Book of the Damned, which could re- help remove the Mark of Cain. The Winchesters race to her after she tells them she's been shot by a man named Jacob Stein, who says the book belongs to his family and he won't rest until he gets it back. Castiel and Metatron take a road trip to find Castiel's grace, but they hit a couple of road bumps along the way. <laughs> Ah! Road bumps, everybody. That's what they call those. Those little humps on the road that you go by. Road yes. bumps. Yes. There was a uh, a street sign um, in a little neighborhood that was near LSU, um, and they had these little they they, they had road bumps essentially. Uh, speed bumps is what more commonly mm-hmm. called, but mm-hmm. they called them speed humps for some reason. I don't. And I don't know. That's not most stolen street sign. Like you could walk into any <laughs> average motherfuckers apartment on LSU campus and they would probably have a speed hump street sign to stolen. That's there. funny. Yeah, That's yeah. funny. Uh, yeah. Charlie's back. Always good to see Felicia day returning as Charlie. I think just first and foremost. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised. I didn't, uh, even though I think you said it last episode when you teased this, I, did. Uh, yes. I still was surprised. <laughs> I literally <laughs> read the words coming. Felicia day returns as Charlie. So, cause I started um, this and I was like, Oh, 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 I thought that was the Mona Lisa. I thought she was back for tea. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, then, the then segment, which I know you don't get anymore is a, uh, just a quick re- recap on all of the angel bullshit that we've ever dealt with, including Metatron oh, and Marv, uh, also Charlie and also Rowena. It goes on for about 47 minutes. So I guess I can, great. I can see why Netflix has been, um, you know, getting rid of these. Makes sense. And then we get into uh, our cold open, which is basically a scene from the TV show The Arrow, also airing on I, CW. Yeah, like, I couldn't, I could not handle this scene. Like, I love Charlie, but this whole thing just seems so like weird and corny and out of place. It's a, uh, it's, it's a, it's a woman being pursued. She has a hood on. She has like a sword hilt sticking up from her back. Yeah. Uh, again, you know I love swords, but it, it was, this was somehow still too much for me. <laughs> very Arrow vibes right here, but like, yeah. this, this feels like every like Monster of the Week setup on the Arrow. Uh, but she's she jumps into a um, 
like a dumpster to hide from these two guys that are chasing her. And one of them opens like a fucking alethiometer from his dark materials to find whatever. Yeah, I just kept thinking this, this was has. the this was the um the compass from Pirates of the Caribbean. That's sure. Like yeah, yeah. Whatever, whichever one you go with. I'm probably saying alethiometer about wrong. By the way, I've never actually heard it said out loud, so bear with me. Hey, um, I can't correct you. But she, uh, they walk over to the dumpster, and she surprise jumps out of them, stabs one of them in the throat, and uh, slices the gun out of the second one. No big one. deal. Nope. Charlie killing a human Charlie man. just fucking, and also, like, Charlie, nerd-ass Charlie, like, springing the fuck up out of a, yeah. out of a dumpster. And Oz has really helped this chick out when it comes to her martial arts skills. So. All, yeah, all she's done is, like, break her arms and get beat up, but she's stronger than ever. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that's happened to Charlie is she gets broken up with and Dean beats her ass. Like, that's all of her. That's her Aww. arc on Supernatural. <laughs> what, we can't talk about it? Is it too soon? Is it too soon for Aww. Dean beating Charlie's uh, ass on an episode? It's, uh, so, yeah, it's all it's all a lot. Um, this, this dude... Now, Jeremy, maybe you'd be able to tell me this. Um, is this fella's southern accent real i mean it's a real thing that he's doing <laughs> it's a real thing that he's doing and it's a lot and she calls him gambit i assume that's an x-men reference it is um, it is he does have kind out, of a, a louisiana accent um it's okay. it's not it's not real accurate this very much reminds me of um i can't remember who it was and i believe they're a listener so apologies but uh and i think i actually met this dude in person uh but somebody on twitter was like hey can you uh rate how bad gambit's accent is in this from like real to resident <laughs> evil 7 and i was like i don't know resident evil 7 and they sent me like a clip video and i was like oh this is bad <laughs> this is not good uh but it's it's very much like oh we've seen some swamp tv shows and that's what everybody in louisiana sounds like so let's uh, let, let's make that a little posh and then and then and put a suit on it and then we, we're good to go with louisiana bullshit so i didn't hate what they were going for like the further in we we got with this episode i was like okay it's cheesy and i guess i do hate it but they're like trying to give this guy some sort of a unique presence so he does stand out maybe for the wrong reasons um but yeah he's trying to get something back from charlie a book and she does she's not she's not playing around with that she spots a tattoo on his arm Mm -hmm. um and then she tries to escape from him and he shoots her which is bad to be shot um, but she's still able to escape, and that's that's kind of where we <laughs> land. That's your this. professional medical opinion, Chris Mosier. Uh huh. It's yes. bad um, to be shot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, from here, we go to the main episode, which is uh, going to be the start of our B plot, which is Castiel and Metatron looking for Castiel's grace to catch up from last week. Metatron said that he, uh, number one, they have turned Metatron mortal. They have stolen Metatron's grace. They have shot him in the leg, um, and they have mm-hmm. handcuffed him. And he said that he shouldn't kill him because he knows where Castiel's grace is and he is going to take Castiel to it. Uh, this is, they joke about this being a buddy cop. Uh, and, and I think it's, I think Metatron makes a joke later of like, that we, we're like a buddy cop show about without the buddy or Castiel's like, or without the comedy. And I'm like, yeah, you're, yeah, it's not a joke when it's true. Like none of this is right. good. Right. I, all of this Metatron shit fucking misses me by a mile, man. Yep. Yep. Um, Boy, you know what makes Metatron great? poop jokes yeah like they literally do like an extended fart joke it gets really really weird um and i i don't know why they wasted the time on it we could have just had them show up at the place and spent the episode solving riddles which would have been better than them in the car still not great having to poop like it's just so much that we didn't need um that i yeah i mean they they obviously stuff happens with this so they could have built it up but yeah they just give us i don't i don't know 
we all know that Metatron is unfunny and he's written to be annoying, but I yes. can't help but but feel like this is being written for like a young teenage audience. Like and which is maybe maybe that's fine. I like some of the humor in this. I was thinking like not because it's a fart joke. I'll still laugh at a fart joke today. I'm not I'm not too good for farts, man. Um but I feel like some of this was just like the 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 witty way that he spoke. I was like, "Oh, this is probably funny if you're if you're young and you're not really exposed to comedy." comedy yet. <laughs> like you're like, "Oh, I hate Metatron" as you're yeah. laughing along with it. But like I I hated every second of it. Like somebody somebody hired a guy that wrote for fark.com. And then <laughs> and then they 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 had him write this scene, right? Like it's cuz it's a yes. lot of that. It's a it's a lot of him like being really impressed about human stuff because now he's a human now and like Castiel punches him in the face twice when he's talking because he won't shut up and Castiel's just exhausted and he's just so into everything and I guess I'm lactose intolerant when he eats a bunch of pancakes and squirts syrup on him and talks about that for what feels like a fucking eternity it's a and lot it's, it's it's a whole lot and I think this guy does a good job I can't remember the name of the actor off the top of my head um Curtis Armstrong does a good job of like really making this dude a shitbag and making people hate him. And I know that's, again, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, that's his job. That's what the character is written as. But you can do too good of a job. You can <laughs> you can do too good of a job where you make me yeah. not, you make me want to fast forward the scenes that he's in. So now mm-hmm. you, have, you, have, you have done such a good job at making this unlikable that I don't like the show. And that's not true. Yeah. I, I still like Supernatural. It's just this, this B-plot goes on forever. Um, it does. Um, but Sam or somebody calls somebody. Cass and Sam are talking to each other on the phone. Yeah. And there's, you know, some that this is where Castiel punches um, Marv in the face. He's asking Sam if he can kill him. And Sam's like, no, you probably should get your grace back first. And then Sam or and then Dean walks in the room wearing just a, a plain gray hoodie. So Sam hangs up on Castiel, which is I, ha- I have a, a note here where it says Dean is wearing a hoodie like a normal person. And it's weird <laughs> because it's very it weird. is. What is he doing? Is it laundry day? I, well, yeah. What, where are all the plaids at my dude? Were you exercising? That doesn't seem yeah. like, like a thing. Did that he like, Mark of like walk onto set and they were like, oh shit, we You're forgot late? to get Jensen's wardrobe. <laughs> Somebody lost the plaids. Where is our plaid guy? Yeah. You're like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. He's, he called in sick, but we have other plaids. I, um, I, I, yeah, this is this is very weird. Sam just takes off his shirt because he's like, I'm not going to be on camera. It's fine. Just wear mine. Also, um, I think a, a pretty important moment. <laughs> Sorry. Now I'm picturing Sam do that. Anyway, I think a pretty important moment here is Dean sitting down and uh, basically confessing to Sam that he lied. Like in the last mm-hmm. episode, they, they kind of split and Sam lied and said he did a um, he went to a, a French movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dean had this whole adventure with Rowena and this heart to heart with Crowley. And he also didn't tell Sam any that happened, but now he fesses up and he's like, by the way, uh, the Mark is a curse. Rowena is Crowley's mom. Crowley told me all of this. Sorry. I didn't tell you like just straight, like having a, a moment of directness with his brother that yeah. really like took me back. And I hate to say that yeah. about Dean, but like the dude isn't known for like, telling people stuff that's because they set Sam. it up they set it up that like they wanted them both to be um lying scumbags but then they just decided ah you just know sam just this we is only, sam we only want people guy. to dislike sam so we'll just have him <laughs> keep his secrets oh man and they do give sam a lot to do they're bringing sam back in and they're making him do a lot of terrible things uh like at the end of this episode i literally went like what the fuck sam um uh, so I'm so excited can't believe char- that he's getting plot 
<laughs> he's actually getting shit to do. Charlie calls. Uh, she says that she's bleeding. She's been shot. She's being chased. Uh, she's got the Book of the Damned and says it's a spell book, spell book that can create or destroy basically any any damnation. Um, and they send her to one of Bobby's apparent many love cabins in the woods <laughs> that hunters just, go to just to hang uh, and maybe have say, orgies yeah. or something. I don't know. It's, it's, it was the seventies. Him and Rufus just getting down in the woods. I don't want to think about it. Don't you? Don't you? Do you want to smith? I don't. I, 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 Did I just completely lose you? Or No, no. I just stopped talking because I was sure that you would tell me you wanted me to write fanfic oh. about it. I was just waiting for you to ask, Jeremy, please write me no, fanfic about No, I thought you literally this. cut out. No, no. I was just confident that you would tell me. All of that silence to say it into. The listeners are going to be really confused. Yeah, um, I'm still confused. <laughs> <laughs> the uh she says this book is weird and scary and she's never seen anything like it uh dean it's finds Winchester's diary it's oh no <laughs> dear diary today um dean finds a box that he thinks is like would protect uh this book from being tracked because we've already seen that it has a location spell on it and they jump in the car and they're blasted down the road and the fucking boys are back in town chris mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the boys are back in town it's this the, is a joke that goes I mean, back to like episode two of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't even, I can't think of a time doing this podcast and not thinking, hey, the boys are back in town. Yeah, we only stopped <laughs> saying wh- that because we said it so much. <laughs> yeah, it's like hunks. Like we barely say hunks anymore. Like it's like an obligatory hunks now and again because it's just how many times are you gonna say hunks, right? Now, yeah. now they're called honks, by the way. Yeah, um, everybody's into honks now. This the it, it comes on the radio and then Sam just turns it off. <laughs> what the fuck, Sam? What are you doing? You never stop Lisa. You never stop Daddy in the middle of a hoedown, and you don't turn off the boys are back in town on the radio. Yeah, I'm it's surprised just, Dean didn't right. just reach over and turn it back on. Well, they could only license probably like thirty seconds of it. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> they apparently couldn't even license the entire title of Alanis Morissette ironic from earlier because they cut the DJ off when he's saying it's Alanis Morissette with isn't it I and they cut the thing off. Yeah, that's there's probably some some sticky business there. Um, but yeah, so, you know, Charlie called them. She said, I got pain in my heart and a wound, a bullet wound in my side. She makes a joke about using dental floss. And I'm like, oh, shit, you know, call back to Sam and Dean using dental floss. Um, okay, so do, um, where, are we, where are we at with the boys? So they're in the car, uh, and notably Dean is extremely excited. Like, he's happy. He's thinking that if this is actually a curse, and it's a curse that can be removed, and this book can just do it for them then like he's and he has this whole like postmark fantasy of we're gonna go to Mm -hmm. and first i was like oh dean wants to go to the beach he's like oh i'm gonna mix with them with the locals i'm gonna have sam between my toes and then he's like and you're there sammy and i'm like i know you guys are close but i don't know man like this feels a little weird (laughs) we're on the beach we got our shirts off (laughs) we're looking at girls together and i don't have like a bro like i don't have a brother like this at all so maybe and maybe i'm just like i I don't it just really sounded like he was about to go on a deancation and now all of a sudden sam is there yeah i don't know he's only got like three friends so i I mean yeah and charlie's not gonna go to the beach with him she's competition all of the girls immediately (laughs) flocked to her also you know she's not gonna go to the beach with him because he broke her arm last time they hung out (laughs) also broke her arm and her face (laughs) yeah it's a whole thing it's a whole thing so but yeah i mean dean is actually excited and i believe him i believe that dean genuinely is like all right fuck, fuck yeah let's do this i don't know if this is it's just supernatural loves to do that thing where they just like have a character lie to you for a really long time and then suddenly be like, actually, man pain. 
I um I, I like this because this is such a common thing for the boys to do of like I found a mythical book. The mythical book will lay out specific instructions so that I, on my Harry Potter wizard pad that I got at the Rite Aid, can then make a spell to remove this ancient curse and things are good. Uh, when in reality, that's not going to be what's happening. But like Dean just assumes that all of this shit is just going to be easy, that he's just, he can't help himself but be excited about it. Yeah, well, he heard it from Rowena, I guess, or from Crowley yeah. or whoever. Like he heard it from a from a dark source, so I think he's like, heard oh yeah, it I from a it. friend who... <laughs> If, heard if, it from a if, friend who stop if, heard if it from sam, a friend who if sam was the one who said this he would be like fuck you sammy yeah yeah but, you go rot and die he's not but, been a fan of any of sam's ideas this season like sam hasn't had I a guess, single good idea i guess yeah i guess he's, it's warranted because sam's a just gonna keep making mistakes we go over to a, a diner where Castiel and Metatron have stopped. Why Castiel is feeding this dude in a public place, I don't know. Why he's ordering giant mounds of pancakes. Why he isn't to... just like like hogtied in the fucking trunk, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't yeah, care. A... I don't care. He's he's a Metatron. <laughs> he's he's a here's a Slim Jim. Like I hope you don't poop this on yourself. Like yep. that's what that's yep. what should the situation should be. Not let's go to bigger sins and get a fucking pancake stack. Uh, Metatron spends a lot of time talking about how great human stuff is and asking Castiel it if he sucks. misses it. Uh, Castiel is like, I don't give a shit about any of this. You killed my friend. And he's like, I, I mean, he's back, kind of. You're really going to be mad at me? And he's like, I will be mad at you forever. And I'm like, yeah, thank you, Castiel. That's exactly how yeah. you are about people's friends. They're, um, <laughs> they're cosmic beings. These, these two are supposed to be cosmic beings having a serious conversation about serious shit, about what it means to be human, what it means to be an angel, what the difference is. And then Marv is over here shitting his fucking pants in a booth. And he's handcuffed. I hate it. I hate it. He's handcuffed in a bigger sense. It's so stupid. And then they, they zoom in. Obviously, Castiel's like, all right, well, I gotta go fucking change your diaper, Marv. So he brings them into the bathroom. They put him on one of those little baby tables. You can spank him and, and put baby powder on his ass. Mm-hmm. And on their way mm-hmm. in there, the camera does a slow zoom on me. Trucker Chris. <laughs> Trucker Chris. My who new just favorite. like pulls back his vest for no one to reveal that he's got an angel blade. <laughs> I like that he pulls back the vest for literally like the bartender, for the waitress yeah. that's behind the, the counter. waitress is like, whoa, dude. <laughs> Why are you showing me your steel, dude? Are you, yeah, are you trying to get down? Steel? <laughs> are you trying to mix it up? Do you want the smoke in here? And I will not take Bro. part of smoke. You do not bring smoke in a bigger sense, Trucker Chris. <laughs> what have I told you about this? Yo, Trucker Chris, you think you got smoke? But you don't know the first thing about smoke. Biggerson's Marge is going to let you have that fucking smoke. Let me tell you that right now. Now go watch that angel change that man's <laughs> diaper or get out of my face. And listen to thinkingface.cool so that people will get that yes. joke. Yes. <laughs> yes. So people don't um, just think so, we're fucking insane. Uh, Sam and Dean, they roll up to the cabin. Charlie's there. Everybody's chilling. Yeah. Uh, Charlie fills us in on the info of this book where basically, I, actually, this is pretty fucked up lore. I was into it. 700 years ago, yeah. a nun locked herself away because she was having visions of darkness and, um, you know, she was all messed up. So eventually she produced this book in, in her isolation. And the book was made out of her own skin and written in her own blood. Goth as fuck. Witchy as hey, shit. Chris, I'm, I'm in. I'm Chris, into it. A little bit of urine in there too, right? Just a little just to bit of urine. Okay. Okay. You got, <laughs> I mean, okay. I'm just You got to cut the blood with something. You got to cut the blood gotta, with something. You gotta, I mean, and that, and the, and the look, the front and back covers, they're a little dark. All I'm gonna it's say, a little dark. A little dark. <laughs> if you're, you if gotta, you're a nun hey. being tormented by dark visions, you're gonna use hey. everything, right? Like you're not gonna leave, you're not gonna leave any fat on the bone. Is all I'm saying. Sometimes you gotta cut, 
cut your whiskey with water. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta cut your blood with piss. Yeah. Anyway. I think this is extremely dope. I love the idea of a of a of a, a nun being tormented by demons or tormented by visions, and then making a creepy ass book with li- literally every spell in it ever. So good. Yeah. This is awesome. Um, and there's just like weird archaic drawings. Like it doesn't look like fancy. It looks like it was drawn in blood by a nun who was going insane. I don't um, say this often in Supernatural, but uh, great prop work because this thing yeah. looks like legit cool. Like I, there's a lot of the aesthetics of some of the props. Like I don't give a shit about the blade. I think the blade looks so fucking stupid. Um. Mm-hmm. I, I, so some of that stuff falls short for me. This book looks legitimately creepy. And I know it's like, you can't look at this and not think Necronicon, like, right? Like you're going to see right, like the right. army of dead book or whatever, but this is good. I like this. It's cool. It's cool. And as Dean looks at it, he starts getting like tunnel vision. Like he can barely hear Sam and Charlie talking until Sam kind of like yells at Dean to like, you know, snap him out of it. And that's when Dean realizes like, oh shit, this, this is bad. That book is calling to me in a way that I'm not comfortable with. <laughs> Yeah, I like I like this a lot. Anytime somebody gets like creepily into a book that they can't help themselves and they start finding themselves in weird positions with it or, or reading it when they didn't realize that they were actually reading it. That's all good shit for me, especially if the book is written by a 700 year old nun that had dark visions like yeah. great stuff. Like Dean goes into the bathroom and Sam realizes, oh, Dean left his phone here, which means he's not playing be- bejeweled on the toilet. What is what is he doing in there? And he busts in only to find Dean reading this book. And that's, that's fucked. That's fucked up. <laughs> Before he'd bust in though, he goes over to Dean's flannel and is like, well, there's his six cop, his six favorite copies of busty Asian beauties that he always brings yeah. with him on every yeah. job that I can't stop him to, from bringing. So <laughs> can't stop uh, him from doing it. I just don't understand why he doesn't just, just go on the internet. He's not bejeweling and he's not nutting blood. And like from the back, you hear, I don't do that, Sam. Uh, <laughs> I'm just a normal Sam, guy. Sam normal draws season. his gun. Sam draws his gun and goes head first into the bathroom. <laughs> head first, bare feet, can't lose. Yeah. <laughs> you know it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, outside of the bigger sins, um, Castile has changed Metatron's diaper and they're on their way out. Uh, Trucker Chris, who actually turns out to be Cupid Chris, Cupid he jumps Chris. them. Surprise. Cupid Chris. Um, and you know, he's like, yo, y'all ain't shit about to catch the smoke. The lady inside said I had to leave and I'm really scared of her, but out here, <laughs> you'll, you'll get that smoke. This is not Biggerson's barge territory. So I feel comfortable yeah. making a move. <laughs> yeah. So he attacks them and, um, long story short, um, Metatron saves Castiel from getting killed by Cupid Chris. Yes. Um, and of course, Castiel like thinks that Metatron is about to pull the knife and do something, but Metatron just hands him the knife, and it's it's like I owed you this one, Cass. And Cass says like, no, no, I, this this doesn't change. This changes nothing. I really was Castiel like, oh voice. shit, are they like actually making him human? Like, I, like of course they're gonna trick us, right? But that would be that would have been an interesting twist where it's like because he's he's human now, there is like kind of like some good in him, despite all of his other shit, like his evil machinations came from his, you know, supernatural side. But now that he's human, he's just like an annoying dude who like doesn't want to watch somebody die, um, which wouldn't make sense anyway, because he still plunged a, uh, a knife through my vessel. That was me. That guy possessed my body. And then Metatron killed me and I died. I um, I guess if somebody had just gotten finished cleaning my old butt, Cleaning my old dirty butt and putting yep, some sticky poo poo pole. Yep, taking my diaper off and cleaning that uh-huh. old butthole and then uh-huh. putting a yep. little putting a little baby powder on there. Put the little diaper ba- back uh, on. Yeah. Please, I would probably like save his life once. 
just yeah. just want to yeah. save. I'll save. I'll save his life one time after he cleans my dirty, dirty buddy, my, my dirty, mm-hmm. dirty buddy, my dirty, Jesus my dirty, dirty, stinky hole. Oh Jesus! Um, we go back over the cabin. Charlie has made a drawing of the crest that she saw tattooed on this dude's arm. Uh, Sam has found something that approximates the language that's used in this book, but when he translates, it's total gibber shit, gibber gibberish. And Charlie, it's gibber shit, dude. It's fucking it's, total gibber shit. <laughs> gibber shit. And Charlie, that's thinks, a good term. Did you just accidentally say that? Is that that's I did. not a real thing? I did. Yeah, that gibber was me. Sh- gibber shit's good. I like that. <laughs> that was me what trying to read gibber the word shit? gibberish and also look at a weird animal outside of my window, uh, thinking like, where is that coming from? Um. Uh, Charlie thinks this is code, and and Sam is like, it's, it's "Oh my god, shit is what it is. It's, it's an ancient language, and it's also in code. We're never gonna be able to do this." And Dean's like, "What are you talking about? You guys are nerds. Just do the thing." And yeah. like in a weird like effort of like optimism for I I don't remember the last time we've seen Dean be optimistic about anything. Like it's very weird to me. Yeah, it's that's why I was like on guard the whole time with him. Like, what is he hiding? But he's not because they're prepared. They're like, "Oh, you know what? Actually." We're good. Like the audience only likes Dean, so like let's make sure that like we, we get him squeaky clean and happy again, uh, because we want to stab him in the back with the 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 the, the, sh- the shit for brains character that we all hate. Yeah, absolutely. So they had to um, set him up. They have to set him up to knock him down. Gibber shit. Dean like creep creepy stares at this book a little bit more, and and Sam's like, hey, how about we just use my notes and then don't like actual actually like let this book. We should just put this book up somewhere. Yeah. Um, and then we get go back to the guy from the original who. Well, I don't think we know his name yet, right? Like we don't no, know. No, he's uh is. I think it's Jack Sparrow. Yes, it's Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Gets out of the truck. Cheap uh-huh. imitation Jack Sparrow. Found a new henchman yep. since his last one died. Yep. And um he's near the phone booth where Charlie called them and is looking at his little uh thermometer device and yeah. he's like, I can smell the book. It's <laughs> I can not smell working. That skin. And he's like, Get the boys and, and explore the street and I'm like, Okay. Dial it down, Southern Louisiana guy. Yeah. This yeah. is this Come is a little on. weird that you have he, like boys. every once in a while he'll use some word that's like just slightly elevated speech, and I can't I can't think of an example. Um, like we need to scour up and down all the way here. Like it's just this little little tiny change in the way that he speaks or in the way that he's written. I'm like, what? Why did you say it like that? They've obviously what like year were you born? They've obviously coached him to be the uh like the the stereotype of the southern lawyer that you know talks real slow and uses real nice language to win the win the case and probably prosecute some blacks because it's southern lawyer time. But yeah. it's it's just it just comes out really weird on Supernatural. Anytime they do Louisiana stuff on Supernatural, it just never feels right. So the closest they yeah, got I to mean, any southern stuff was uh the uh Robert uh oh shit what's that dude's name the the crossroads deal with the yes, guitars yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah um i mean obviously they went to worcester mass but nobody yelled out ma in fact the whole episode was about the mona lisa so <laughs> fucking weird they don't even know what the mona lisa is in worcester mass yeah. come on there's no there is nobody nobody in worcester mass who could tell you oh yeah i know where the mona lisa is <laughs> ma, ma why is it so small <laughs> ma <laughs> what's she smiling I it was about gonna ma. be a big painting <laughs> She's not even that hot, bro. Why? Why is she? Why does she smiling? At, why is she so happy, Ma? Bro, why is she looking at me like that? Jesus fucking Christ. Um, Metatron. Uh, we go. We go back over to Metatron and Castiel, who has brought Castiel to a library and says, uh, "It finally comes out that." And Castiel has to like torture this dude to find it out that Metatron doesn't actually know where Castiel's grace is. He told another angel to hide it in this library under his. Uh, books under his favorite books 
So they not cool, bro. Find the first book, and it's a riddle that I don't care about uh, because I don't. Uh, Chris, I don't. I, I kind of don't care about riddles. Just, just change a stinky diaper again and get on with it. So yeah, they gotta look. They gotta solve riddles. So the the answer will lead them to the next book, which will lead them to the clue or whatever. Who gives a shit? Um. So, um, back with the gang. Um, we have the Book of Unspeakable Evil, or whatever the hell it is, and we learned that it belonged to the Stein family, um, who have done a lot of really evil shit over the years, um, including yep. like supporting the Nazis, which is think, you know, think like evil. the Koch brothers, but like not quite as bad as that. Um, so <laughs> just really alienating our audience with my it's real time yeah. political references. I'm just gonna stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, you read five tweets. <laughs> I thought I had my, my, my I thought I had my mute settings good, but now I have politics on Twitter and I don't like it anymore. Uh, you can't get away from it. Um, so so Dean, the, the book keeps calling out to Dean, and and this is bad. This is bad news. Uh, this isn't Mark related necessarily, but the the book I think it wants Dean to to commit evil. Um, and it's just one of those things where like objects of power seek out like powerful wielders, right? Um, like the one ring will call out to Gandalf and that's why he's like, I can't even be near this. I gotta give it to a shitty ass hobbit because, you know, he's not strong enough to do anything bad anyway, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> this dude has so zero like, imagination, yeah. says Gandalf. Right. Right. <laughs> um, we gotta get this book away from Dean because like, obviously he's, it's a danger. And he keeps kind of repeating this, but everybody is like, like Sam is like, makes an impassioned plea, um, about how he's not going to lose Dean. Um, and like, we're going to do this. Like, I don't want to lose you again, Dean. Um, and Dean, he spits it back in his face and I'm kind of glad he does because the show, like they'll just constantly forget. We have gone back and forth since season one where one brother cares. The other brother doesn't care. One brother, like, don't bring me back. Bring me back. Like, why didn't you bring me back? How come you brought me back? Like every other season, they've just gone back and forth, back and forth, back and forth forever. Um, so now that Sam has flipped sides again of the team, I'm going to save my brother at all costs, at least, um, Dean is calling him out and saying, like, that's not what you said last time. Last time you said, you know, last time Sam was pissed that Dean brought him back to life. And they're doing this whole domestic in front of Sister Charlie, right? Like, like Mm -hmm. Charlie, their adopted sister, is standing right there going, like, what the fuck are you talking about? And why are you so mad at each other? Um, A couple of points about this. I... Dean is is like almost academic when he breaks some of this stuff down about saying, you know, to use this book, um, like I definitely think that there's something there, but to use it, it has such a negative consequence to continue using it, it's going to have such a negative consequence. Like we've been there doing dark magic has consequences. We've been down that road before. And I, mm-hmm. I really appreciate when they like let Dean be smart because yeah. just a couple of episodes ago, he was pretending to be an FBI guy that couldn't stop. Like I, I fucking every single college student that would come across yeah. his path. So like the, the, the swing from that to this is so good that I want to call it out. Um, right. We, um, it's an, it's just important to acknowledge that there's no consistency and I don't think there ever will be. No, I mean, it's a show written by like 15 different people at this point. Like there's right. no way you can ever have legit consistency without having a, a single, like you, you need somebody at the helm for this. Right. Right. Which they, they don't have anymore. Um, and it is what it is. Uh, Dean is super adamant about this. They kind of argue and yell. He leaves. He says he's going to go uh, for a drive. And he's like, you know what, Sam? I'm going to get my vacation. Like, I'm going to do this. But it's just not going to be like this. Um, and then he leaves. And uh, we switch over to Castiel and Metatron, who are right. basically, like, bickering across 
Jesus fucking Christ. I hate that we even have to go through this. Uh, Metatron is basically saying like, hey, because Castiel's mad. He's like, you know, you turned brother against brother in the, in the angels. And Metatron's like, what, you're still pouting like the old line. Like, we're not brothers. Like, we're just glowing bits of light with full of self-loathing and delusions of grandeur. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Somebody gave Metatron a good line, so I'm glad I paid attention, I guess, because, yeah, yes, that's yeah. how, like, 90% of angels we've seen have been. Yeah, it's it's true. Um, he sums up sort of just how much I dislike everything having to do with angels. Um, so, let's see. Um, oh, yeah, they just... Marv isn't well, interested. Um, Marv asked the... Rather, Castiel. Yeah, Castiel's not interested, but Marv asked the question that we, you and I have been asking, which is, what the fuck is Castiel what are you doing? doing? Yeah, yeah, like, why, you're uh, roaming the earth. How many rogue angels are there? Hannah has shit locked down in heaven. You're not even mm-hmm. up there hanging out. Like, and you guys could probably angel bone it up there. That seems like it'd be a good time, or at least a, yeah. a time. Like, <laughs> yeah, it would be something. It would be something. Yeah, like, um, and he's not hanging out with the Winchesters. He's just, like, driving around, I guess, being, looking, looking for stuff to help Dean, right? But, that's not what he's doing right now. I don't know. It's just, it was just, it was stupid. I'm glad that, I guess I'm glad that Metatron called him out. Cause he's like, yeah, what are you, what are you fucking doing, bro? Like, just go home. Like, forget this shit. Just go, like, go help out your pals. Go be with them. I don't know. And Castiel doesn't have an answer for this. Um, and like as Castiel like struggled, it basically just tells him like, just look for the next book. Uh, it's revealed that on the other side of this aisle, Metatron has been drawing a uh, spell in his own blood, which causes castiel to collapse uh yes. and he starts he's, he falls to the ground choking um and then we go back over to charlie and sam for what feels like our first like charlie and sam emotional moment kind of yeah we might have had one before but this is definitely the first time in a while it feels like sam's done some some like acting and obviously i keep harping on the same shit obviously he's there he's in the episodes he's doing stuff um but even though i know this is leading into a place that's kind of uh, bad because it's just territory that we've gone over so many times before of like making a big bad mistake um out of desperation to save his brother how many times have we seen this um but all that being said i was still happy to to see these two have a have a moment where sam kind of owns up to the fact that you know he changed his mind about how he he felt about hey don't save me um whenever he brings stuff up about jess i always feel sad because that's like baby sam um, mm-hmm. Where he he talks about like yeah you know it was just one more job and then it, and then Jess died and it was like okay well I'm just gonna I'm gonna do one more job until we kill Yellow Eyes and that became one more job one more job and then he realized this is my life and actually I like this life there's no life to go back to beyond this there's no going back to school there's no going back to the real world he's tried that he's he's ignoring the fact that season eight happened um there's no there's no <laughs> nothing to go back to and nothing to want to go back to because this is his life and he doesn't want to be in this life without his brother. Uh, which is, which is powerful and codependent as hell. Like I've, yep. I've, I've talked to, I talked before about these brothers having a codependent relationship, specifically Sam. Um, and it's, it's just like, I, I love this thing that I do, but I would not do it if my brother wasn't here with me doing yeah. it is, is a it, thing that you need to address it with your therapist. And this is a, this is a good scene. Like Jared acts it very 100%. well. Um, but it was, it was better when they did it five seasons ago and it was better when they did it four seasons ago, you know, and, and it's just, it's the same territory over and over again. And I don't know why they're afraid to take big risks. And the, 
I mean, the only wrinkle here is Charlie, uh, because mm-hmm. Charlie has this conversation, and you know she's been around for about three years now. She showed up in season seven, if I remember right. Uh, yeah. And and in that time, she's gone from you know computer hacker that didn't really know anything to I, I think we could everybody at the table would call her a full fledged hunter at this point if she's striking mm-hmm. down Book of the Damned from evil Nazi families. Yeah. Um, I and her saying the same thing of you know when I. I envisioned my life. She has a joke about like, I was going to start, have a startup and marry ScarJo. And I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> ScarJo's canceled girl. You need to, you need <laughs> yeah, to find a new on. bow. Get, get with the times. <laughs> but, um, it, it, but now her life is the same way. And she's like, you know, that's feels like that's what this life is. Like, it's just a, a it just all ends in Sophie's cho- choices of, you know, am I going to die or am I going to be sad? And I, I, I feel like that's an interesting bonding moment with Sam. And I think that's the only, like new thing here is Sam willing to have this conversation with another person and, mm-hmm. and Sam getting maybe some, some positive feedback, but some validation about how he feels in all of this. And, but at the same time, I agree with you. We have gone over, does Sam want to be a hunter so many times and mm-hmm. having him come to this, having him be at this end of it. Like we kind of already knew this. We've known this all season, having him emotionally, like talk about this and not mention the letter that Bobby wrote him the the previous episode is, I don't know. It's just a little kind of as much as I like the scene because Jared gets to act in it. It's a little redundant for me. Yeah, definitely. It just, it's a shame. I think that they won't, they won't do new things with the character. So they haven't yet. And I, and hopefully they will. Um, but it's just, it's always just role reversal between Dean and Sam. Um, and it is nice to see Sam get to bounce off of other characters. Uh, Dean always does that really well. We, he, we had a moment with Crowley last episode. Um, so it's, it's nice to see Sam kind of open up like this to Charlie, like you said. Um, and overall, the scene worked for me. But like sitting down here to talk about it, I realized, yeah, we've, we've been through this before. I want new growth for Sam and Dean. I don't want the same thing time and again. Yeah. Um, we finish up with that and we go back to Metatron who is doing his whole gloating routine while Castiel rides on the ground. Um, he, this was all a fake out. Um, and he was just doing this so that he could get the demon tablet, which he finds pretty quickly. Fortunately, Castiel still has the first riddle in his hand and he solves it. Um, I didn't bother looking at the trivia section. I don't give a fuck about this riddle at all, <laughs> but he, he opens what I see, what I, what I assume to be a random book and his fucking yeah, grace falls thankfully out. Thankfully he collapsed in front of his grace. You would Actually, think it would be like tinkering up on the, on the shelf there. I want to see. So they don't actually, okay, never mind. The, the, the trivia section doesn't have the list of books or whatever. I was, I was curious about, uh, which book it would be. Cause like. Like if there's a, like a, if it was like a copy of the Hunger Games that he pulled off the shelf, right? Like what is what would this book be? But I don't think they actually say him. Yeah. Um, and it it actually is it is pretty cool to see Castiel get his grace back. Um, he gets all glowy. He's got his broken wings or the shadow of his broken wings on the wall behind him. Uh, it's something that we haven't seen for a very long time, and it was nice for even a moment to see. Um. Castiel put down the diaper and you know pick up some of his um, presence once again. Finally, Castiel puts down the diaper is uh, the name of this episode. I think uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed any time they power up Castiel. Uh, it's the the CGI still really works for me. Misha Collins is really great at kind of assuming that role. Like I'm sure a lot of mm-hmm. it is just like weird effects or what have you. But anytime we see those shadowy wings, that's all extremely fucking dope. 
Yeah, uh, it goes from like dumb dumb baby brain Castiel to a, a supernatural being, like a cosmic being, like something more than human. And it's very cool to see that switch. And I like that Metatron sees this and just walks out. And he's like, later, <laughs> I'm not going to deal with this right now. I'm mortal. See ya. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bye. <laughs> and he exits the episode, thankfully. I don't think we see any more Metatron. Um, uh, yeah, he's got the demon tablet and he's out of here. That's, it's the demon tablet, right? Not the angel tablet. It is the, the demon tablet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I thought the demon tablet was broken too, but whatever. I don't care. Maybe, oh, I think he fused it back at some point. Maybe, Tablets so. are back. Thank God. Where's Kevin? <laughs> Finally, let's get Kevin back, everybody. Yep. Um, <laughs> Sam has been doing really good with his arm. Let's get, bring Kevin back to yeah, fuck it up again. Let's, let's break some more bones. Somebody's got to get a broken arm by the end of the season, I swear to God. Uh, so the dude uh, who we will eventually know is Jacob Stein. Is um, He's at a gas station. He's standing over a dead body when Dean Winchester walks in, not paying any fucking attention at all. And I, yeah. I kind of hate this a little bit. Like I know that they're, what they're setting this up for, but like Dean is such a good hunter in my, in my mind. Like he would mm-hmm. like, I feel like if you're, if you're Dean Winchester, especially bark of Kane, Dean Winchester, you are walking into a room and picking out six exits, right? Like you're, you're that, you're that you're level of smell paranoid. the blood pooling on the ground. It, 100%. You would <laughs> smell the like fucking that. blood. Yeah. Also, uh, you'd be like, why is the, why is the clerk at this fucking gas station in a full suit? Why is he, why does he look like a bank guy? <laughs> like, I feel <laughs> like I need to get a loan. On. This dude rejected me when I asked for a loan for my house, when I was married to Lisa, yeah. Lisa had to go in with me. Um, <laughs> thankfully she doesn't remember that. Right guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jacob signs. Like I don't get the reference. I don't read these books. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. So Dean like fucks around and picks up some some candy and uh, turns around and has this confrontation with Jacob Stein and realizes what's up. Draws his gun uh, and then he gets jumped from behind by henchman number two. And uh, now it's time to meet our enemy, who is of course Jacob Stein. Uh, yeah. He does like um, typical villain stuff here. Like you're gonna regret this. Mm-hmm. He figures out that he, you know Dean is he has the bark and he's like, oh, you're probably with that chick that stole the book. You he's actually, he's that. like jealous that Dean has the mark. He's like, bro, I swear to God, if I had something that sick, bro, I'd get every freaking check. You have no freaking idea, bro. You're putting that thing to waste. <laughs> I would take that shit to the beach and I would yeah. show it off. Bro, right I'd next be to- at the beach with my brother, sand between my toes, and Dean's like, great, that's what I want to do. Bro, how have you not tattooed barbed wire above and below that mark? Bro, what are you doing, bro? You know bro? what would be bro, fucking what are you tight, doing? dude? But you, I bet you wouldn't even freaking think of this, bro. Barbed wire above and below, bro. With a connecting thread on the back and a Chinese symbol that stands for Kane. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm giving you freaking sick ideas and you're just standing there getting choked out. What is your freaking problem, bro? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Youth is wasted on the young, you know what I'm saying? They uh they talk or whatever. Eventually Dean like cons him into uh getting closer and he headbutts the guy, gets like, away. Hey. Yeah, he's come here. Give me, give me a little kiss, bro. He's like, Jake, Jacob's like, what? 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 What is it? Bro, <laughs> what do you want, bro? <laughs> he gets in really close, bro. Is what it, is it, bro? Is it gay to kiss your boys? <laughs> um, heard it from Dean a friend. Who, no. Right? Uh, oh, wait, Dean kills one of them. I don't know. Dean, yeah, he breaks loose. He grabs his gun. He has to shoot this dude like a hundred thousand times for him to go down. Like, so they 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 are like preternaturally resistant to bullets, I guess. Which, sure, like why why can't they just give this dude like a bulletproof vest instead of making him supernaturally resistant to whatever? Um, yeah, whatever it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, who knows? Jacob 
cruises out. He doesn't. He doesn't stay for. He does, he does not stay and fight. Uh, Dean picks up his phone to call Sam. Realizes he's where he's using one of the most fragile phones ever. Even though his job description is like jump through convenience store bro, aisles, get a, get a fucking phone case or bro, something, dude. Bro, get an OtterBox, bro. bro. What have I told you, bro? Bro, get an OtterBox. Get a fucking barbed wire tat. Get, bro, bro, give your, and give your boy a kiss. Let's get going, bro. <laughs> Give your boy a kiss. What are we doing? And your here? bro, your bro will give you an OtterBox, bro. Use that an iPhone eight or an iPhone uh, ten. I've got both, bro. Come on, another, my give bro. me another kiss, um, bro. <laughs> so, uh, Dean. Oh, first of all, Dean unloaded a full clip. I don't know if we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, he skips back clip. to the cap cabin. Um, he gets he gets back to Sam and Charlie. He's like, "Yo, we got to burn that book." Um, the influence that it's having on me is also having the influence, this influence on the, on the Steins. And that's bad because they're very evil and they want to do very evil things. Also, I'm pretty sure they're on their way. Um, and yeah. <laughs> also um, pretty sure bro tried to kiss me while he had me in the head. Also pretty sure. I mean, maybe I let him on a little bit. <laughs> maybe I had a kissy face, but that's not my problem, bro. I was in a tight situation. Sam's like, no judgment, man. Like, I know it's, it's cool. Yeah. I know, um, you're, gay. I know you're gay. Dean says Sam. Yeah. Dude, like, like your bo- I was literally talking to your boyfriend on the phone earlier. Like this is not. <laughs> hey, incorrect supernatural. Get on this. We're, we're giving you Come fucking on. gold right now. And you need to, Come you need on. to be on this. Um, so Cassiel. No, nope, he doesn't show up till later. No, no, Wrong no. part of my notes. So the Dean signs show in, up at the cabin, right? Yeah, uh, Dean runs in and pours holy oil in the fire uh, as he's explaining everything, um, which I thought was a, just a neat touch. Like, oh, I've got to burn the book of the damned. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to need some better shit than a log. Yeah, uh, definitely. The goons burst in. One attacks Dean. One attacks Charlie. Charlie kicks some major ass, uh, even mm-hmm. though she is still wounded. Uh, she she kills this motherfucker dead. Uh, Dean also takes care of this. Takes care of his dude. Uh, Sam, in the meantime, is trying to, I guess, open a box for 20 minutes? Uh, what is Sam doing here? We're going to yeah, find you know, out it later. Makes, but... it, it makes sense in retrospect, but at the time, I was like, bro, open the box. Bro, open doing? the box. What are you doing, bro? Burn the box, burn the book, bro. he choked out for like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting, so Jacob signed, like, this is the fight, and then Jacob comes up to, um, to Sam and starts choking him out, and he's like, give me the fucking book, bro. Um, and Sam is like, uh, uh, and like, Dean, Dean doesn't know what Sam's doing. He's like, why are you making that noise? Like, Sam, both your hands are free. What are you doing? Fight back. And he's like, I'm almost there. I'm fucking almost there. Okay. Jacob's choking so him close. out. So and close. Dean's like, gross, no! <laughs> so then, you know, Sam picks up his knife. He stabs Jacob. Um, it doesn't seem to do anything at first, but I don't know. Then he well, Dean has also, and, and like, shot, shot Jacob, like, 20 times, too. Like, oh, there sure, was sure, also sure, that. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the book is burning in the fire. And then we go back to the bunker. Where uh, Cassiel fills Sam in on what happened and then congratulates Sam and saying, uh, you did the right thing. That book needed to be destroyed. And then just as that he says that, uh, Sam looks like he's about to speak when uh, Charlie walks in and she's got beers. And her and Cassiel meet for the first time. And it's delightful for some reason. Yeah. But has no, I don't like, know. I guess I didn't realize that they had never met before. And also, I guess I just like both of these people and the characters yeah. enough that when they smash them together, I'm like, fucking yeah, absolutely. It's, I can't believe how many pe- actors are in this episode. They got Metatron, Sam and Dean, obviously, Castiel, uh, Charlie, and then, spoilers, Rowena. Like, yeah. even if it's just for a scene, like, there's, there's, they, got, they have the cast in this. It's <laughs> they, had a, they had a lot of folks on set. Um, so, Charlie and Castiel bond. Um, he, she asks if he can cure Dean, and he says no. 
uh, but he does cure her uh, wound and her uh, carpal tunnel and says that yes. she should still use a wrist brace while she's typing, though, which I thought was very cute. Um, and she, I think she responds with, did we just become best friends, which seems very Charlie-like, and I dig it. Yeah, he's like, I don't know. I haven't seen Step Brothers. I know that's a reference to it, but she's like, oh, okay, sure. Um, Dean, I've also never seen Step Brothers. You know that joke, right? Did I, have I told you that story? I'm sure I have told you that story. about. Step I don't Brothers. know. What, what is it? Uh, before Adam Scott got famous on Twitter, uh, I like he. I just followed him because I was watching Party Down or something, and I was looking at Twitter. Um, I say before he got famous, he was on Party Down. Uh, but anyway, so he tweeted something random, and I was like, I don't know, eleven o'clock at night, and I was like, I don't even know why I followed you. And he like quote retweeted me and was like, always good to meet a friend. And then my mentions filled up with people like, bro, he hasn't even seen fucking Step Brothers. And I was <laughs> like, and even to this day, I didn't know Adam Scott was in Step Brothers. So. That's funny, bro. That's funny. Uh, Dean arrives he's got pizzas and um, Castiel tells Dean like oh yeah I got my grace back because Hannah tortured Metatron and she, he gave up the location and he's like fucking sick bro fucking sick fucking, this is good that's, dude that's fucking tight come here uh, I feel like I feel like I kind of I know it's not his fault and I know Castiel is a, a willing participant in all of this but having castiel lie to dean because of some shit sam some shady shit that sam is doing is i just i just hate it so much chris i know I i'm supposed wanna, to i, I don't wanna, think it's a I bad just show say, i just don't want to like say it. <laughs> it's not just shady shit sam's doing castiel i believe is equally culpable absolutely yeah metatron but it's it's I believe sam's they are shady idea together sam's they agreed idea. on it together um anyway I, it, so they go sure, and they have yeah. a pizza party and we get lots of scenes of, of jubilant Dean. And um, he's really happy. And Sam is really bummed out. And no one knows what it's like to be the sad man or whatever. Um, so that, that song is playing. It's very, it's just, it's a weird scene. I was like, okay, everybody's happy. But Sam is looking increasingly depressed throughout this. And I was like, are you really that bummed out about... Like, what, guilty about letting Metatron out? Or, like, what is going on with Sam? And then they start to, like, cut it back. And I loved this scene, honestly. I really, really loved this. Where they, they roll it back, and we hear Sam say something of, I don't trust you, and, and I never will, but this is right in your wheelhouse. And I'm thinking, like, wait, who is Sam talking to? What is going on here? Like, what is the context of this? As they, like, roll it back, we're still seeing Dean eating pizza, being happy, and Sam being depressed, and they're, they're rolling it back. And then we see that... Sam didn't burn the book. It was a little trick. It was a little hunter switcheroo. Um, Sam didn't burn the book. He just threw something else in there. He saved the book. And we cut to the scene. I don't know when it took place. Uh, I don't know how he got her number. But <laughs> Sam meeting up with Rowena, handing her the book, saying, like, I'm not going to trust you, but I need your help. And she says, like, okay, well, let's talk price. And that's how the episode ends. And oh, I didn't see this coming. And I feel like you're, you're groaning. And I feel like tons of people in the audience are like, oh, fuck this. Like, Sam made another big mistake. I was so excited because I didn't see this twist coming. I couldn't believe that they were giving Sam plot. Like, I know this is a bad thing. I know it's going to, they're going to do the spell and accidentally unleash Shadow the Hedgehog or something. Like, it's going to be some bullshit. Oh, so you have to continue to hate 11. Sam. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> the fandom will continue to hate Sam, and that's okay. But I was so happy that Supernatural decided to, to do a twist to throw some plot, even if it is plot that only happens or a twist that only happens in the last five minutes of an episode. I'm, uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm growing in a little bit at this because, uh, it's, I talked about this last episode and a little bit this episode, like Sam going out of his way to save Dean 
like increasingly, despite Bobby's advice, like increasingly choosing the the lesser of two evils, I guess, or not even that, but like choosing to do some, a lot of bad to do a little bit of good. And I just like the ramifications of something like giving Rowena a, a 700 year old, witch, a, yeah. a, a, this book of the damn, like there's literally no way she's not going to try to fuck you on this. And I like I, Sam at this point is a good enough hunter and a smart enough hunter to like, need Castiel in this to keep an eye yeah, on her to bring somebody the writers in on this. aren't good enough hunters I know I know <laughs> and also there's no respect for Sam from them <laughs> so they can just throw him I don't know I don't know why I was so excited about this because you're right this is some bullshit this is some bullshit I still it should be out of character but I guess it's not because they do this shit so often with him where he just gets he just loses it and just does something crazy and desperate and like I I always think back to not not the demon blood but some scene in season one where uh, the house is on fire. I don't remember what ha- the house is. Um, but there's a house on fire and Sam tries to run inside. Cause, oh, because he thinks Yellow Eyes is in there. He wants to go in and kill him. Yeah. And Dean holds him back. And is like, dude, if you go in there, you're going to die. And that's what I always trace this back to of the Sam that just he can't stop himself. Um, but that being said, he, he should be able to at this point. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and, I, and look, I, I get it. Because these brothers are t- tied to each other. For better or worse, they are, they are, there's no way that Sam, for everything that Dean has done for him, is going to just sit idly by and watch the Mark turn Dean into a demon again. He literally says those words in this episode. Yes, um, yes. He's, he's, he's not going to do that. I just, like at the point where you're ruining Bobby's eternity to break out the one of the most dangerous beings in the universe who was safely locked in jail and who now is out and has access to the the demon tablet and now you're going to an extraordinarily unknown person with high magical abilities that you have yeah, no he didn't, real experience Sam, with like it's Sam doesn't know anything about Rowena. Yeah. And I liked it I liked it in theory as a twist. And again, this oh, is I all coming it, back to I I think it works. Don't be wrong. I think yeah. it works as a twist. I just like I didn't see it coming so I was like excited. I was like, "Oh yeah, supernatural can still surprise me." But I think I think part of this just comes down to the fact that um I'm not invested uh, in well, I, I'm I'm invested, but I'm not invested in a way where I can't just go. Oh well, that's just the the writers just decided this. Like I no longer see the fluidity of the characters. I no longer see them making genuine choices and saying yes, that's what Sam would do. Yes, that's what Dean would do. Now I'm just saying, okay, this is what the writers have decided, and I don't like that. I don't like that. That's how I feel about it. But uh, in this case, I go, okay, yeah, I'm 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 on board with what the writers decided. And and look, I I am excited to see where this goes. I have and this is this podcast is going to change a little bit now. I think now that you're because there's a point where I will also not know what's happening on yeah, Supernatural, yeah. but like there's going to be a little while. And I know you've been spoiled on some pretty major plot points <clears throat> because Twitter exists. Um, mm-hmm. So I know you know things that happen, but like I think I have a better idea on how all of this stuff is going to play out than you do. So like this is going to be a right. weird thing going forward. I um. I'm I'm interested in this. Like I know I haven't been super kind to Rowena. I think this is a venue to get like to make her more interesting as a character. And honestly, like Sam has always been kind of attracted to these dark things. Like he's always Mm -hmm. been like, he was always the more studious of the two brothers. Like he knew more of the wizardry shit. And Dean was more portrayed as like the jock hunter, if you will. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Sam knows the lore and Dean knows how to kick ass and kiss boys. Um, but so I'm interested in like Sam, like 
this is a resource that he just can't quit, right? Like, right. He, this is a... And I wish they would own that. I yeah. wish they would own it more rather than just being like, oh, like, this should be the type of shit that we expect him to do. And I guess in a way we almost do. Yeah, I guess but like, the more let, I'm let talking him about own this, the more I'm, part of I'm his liking character. this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, let him be the type of character who goes, like, no, if, like, if there is a road, I don't care how dark it is, I'm taking it, um, which is, he's done before, but, like, let him have that and not let it be this thing where the show then, like, is going to direct all its negativity towards him. Because if Sam doesn't do anything, if he doesn't do this big evil thing, then, then Dean eventually becomes a demon again, or Dean dies, and then he's either the villain of the show or he's not on the show, if you just want to, like, blanket it like that, right? Like, if there's not a... if, if I'm sure they could find a way around it, but this is what they decided to do. So let's own Sam Winchester's dark side mm-hmm. and, and let it be part of the show and let it be a constant thing. Like you said, this, this thing that he keeps going back to this thing that he can't resist um, rather than it just like, okay, now we're going to shift directions that demon Dean is over season 11. Now it's uh, bad Sam. Um, and I, I don't think Sam's going to turn evil, but I think it'll, I, I predict that negativity will be pointed at him. And he'll be the you know the the plot punching bag so that Dean can show him the true way again or something like that. I, think, I don't know. I think they're definitely going to allow Sam to do things uh, that they're not going to allow Dean to do, um, and that's going to be portrayed as like willing to use this dark magic. And there's a moment in this episode where Sam says like you know I'm prepared to face whatever consequences there are later for this, and that's something mm-hmm. that Dean really is is rebelling against. Not necessarily rebelling against, but he's he's really. He's he 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 knows what those consequences are. Like he has been down this path enough, and I think that the that dichotomy that like I am not willing to do anything on the table versus Sam's I'm willing to do everything, and I'm also like secretly kind of attracted to this weird dark material bullshit. Like I'm kind of into it because I was literally yeah. the the vessel of Satan for a little while. Like right, right. <laughs> I'm gonna listen There's, to Nine Inch Nails, yeah. guys. I was the vessel of Satan. <laughs> Leave me alone about right. it. It's a whole it's a whole thing. And you know, I was fully on board with Demon Blood. I obviously I know like from a like character perspective it's not going to end well but I love that kind of character arc I love seeing the downfall of of my beloved characters I like that like fall to like cosmic evil it's not like he just becomes like a shitty guy on Twitter evil he he be, he's like doing you know dark magic to to try and save the world but obviously it fails like I love villains like that and um and remember, I, I love when he was doing all that demon blood shit, like he tried to justify that to Dean as I am saving these people because I can rip these mm-hmm. demons out of their bodies now. And, you know, that's like that's 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 Sam Winchester to a T of like, I'm going to use this dark thing to do something good. And I feel like he's going back to that. And maybe I actually like this plot line more than I originally said. Yeah. I just also, by the way, Sam was right. The demon, the demon powers, they were fine. You know what the problem was? Was that him and Dean didn't listen to each other. Well, the problem was that he had to consume demon blood to, to, to continue oh, using the oh, demon Oh, yeah, powers. he had to, oh, uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he had to drink that lady? That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. He had to drink, like, that four ladies. Like, nobody talks about the, all yeah. those people that they murdered and drained into nobody, milk jugs so that they could power Sam up. Sam <laughs> anyway. Any last thoughts, my man? Yeah, I don't know. I got to stop harping on the, oh, the show's mean to Sam shit, because I'm sure people are getting tired of hearing it. Um, I'm I'm excited to see where this goes. Hey, if they're tired of hearing it, they could just go over to ThinkingFace.cool and listen to our podcast about emojis, where we barely ever yeah. talk about Sam Winchester. That's right. Um, it's, he's come up remarkably few times. <laughs> it's actually been really weird that they're not more supernatural. <laughs> Considering how much we talked about supernatural when we covered the Witcher books, um, it's yes. been pretty interesting. 
thank you everybody for listening. We're going to get out of here. Thank you everybody that's been writing into us. We get emails. Uh, I try to respond to every single email we get. So shout outs to all of those people writing in. Thanks for sharing podcast around on your various social media networks. Uh, thank you to all the patrons at patreon.com slash monster of the week. If you do want to get some exclusive content from us, uh, that is the place to do it. And we appreciate everybody that's done that. If you want to chat with me on Twitter, I am at JG Greer. Chris, you are... I am at Local Bones. The podcast is at MOTW Cast. You can find links to all of that, plus merchandise, plus our episode guide, plus whatever else you're looking for, Monster of the Week, at monsteroftheweek.cool. We'll be back next episode with a <laughs> with the question, can Dean save Sam? Uh? What? <laughs> Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week, everybody. Good night. funny he says impossible i say not be funny he says uh-huh uh-huh you blew it what were you recording don't give up skeleton again i know you weren't not a- <laughs> 100% not recording don't give up skeleton. you ever think about that now as if it was just like one long weird dream Dude, it's it's kind of weird thinking that I would spend um, that I would record anywhere from three to five podcasts a, a, on a weekend just for Don't Give Up yeah. Skeleton, and then like Wild. edit all that shit and have it booked weeks in advance, and spend a lot of time emailing people and reading people's emails about why they should be on the show and being like, "No, you're not going to be on the show." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, your takes are too cold. Sorry, you seem like the most basic ass Dark Souls fan, and I've interviewed yeah. literally dozens of you. So I don't think we need this story anymore. Like, you need a yeah. I was story. at my friend's house, and uh, he had Dark Souls, and I thought, hey man, you mind if I try? And you know, so like ever since then, I've been like a huge Soulsborne fan, and uh, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, haven't beat, lore... I haven't beat any of the games, but I li- yeah. I, mean, I watched the body videos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think the lore is really cool, and I think like more games should like like focus on lore in this way. Um, and I think, like, if more, like, casuals knew about the lore... This is not how Dark Souls fans talk. They just talk <laughs> about... They they all say the word melancholy as if they themselves invented that word. Yeah, um, as if they were the see. fucking Smashing Pumpkins. Like, that's... You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Which we all know was the first people games, to invent the name you know, melancholy. I wish more games would would, would be melancholy, you know? Because there's such a, an atmospheric loneliness, you know? Even though this is all shit that I've said. And it's shit that I appreciate the games for. I'm still shitting on people. It's weird because I follow a lot of Dark Souls people um, mm-hmm. on Twitter, just because you know that was my life for so long. And, right, uh, and you've had to mute the word melancholy, right? <laughs> and they have all just gotten into different shit because they are normal as people, right? Like, uh-huh, not, there's not uh-huh. a lot of like people still like there's some like i still follow a bunch of bloodborne artists that are like hardcore into that shit but like there's not a lot of people that are like that's their soul thing so like 
I'm like somebody on my Twitter that I followed solely for Dark Souls Bloodborne shit is now posting like Joker fan art. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> this is weird. Like I had to take a moment of like, how is this even showing up in my feed? Because at first I was like, oh, this is like B-Wade is being ironic, right? I uh-huh, thought he was just uh-huh. being silly, right? This is B-Wade like copy and pasting some stuff and going like we live in a society and like tweeting mm-hmm. it at me directly. Mm-hmm. But no, no, no. These are people. These are genuine people. Like they love the movie Joker so much that they are doing fan art about it, which it's a lot. All it's power, lot. like all. I'm I'm so glad that you guys yeah. found your Joker. Like this is so good for me. Joker fandom has been difficult, I think, for a very long thirsty. time. Thirsty. I you was might in. Even say. Yeah, they've well, they've been thirsty. I've just been. They've just. They're just difficult to to just sort of handle sometimes. Um, because the Dark Knight came out when I was in high school, so I just got like the full brunt of the um teenage Joker fans being like, man. This movie and Numb by Linkin Park freaking speak to me. <laughs> Why so serious came up a lot. <laughs> that fucking stinks, dude. I uh, I was so I, I I enjoyed that movie. And I thought like that that dude. That's a great a, movie. A, a it was a great job. movie when it came out. But when everybody would, had the fucking poster on their wall and was saying it was the best movie ever made. It was a lot to be a teenager at that time. When I saw that teens were super into that shit, mm. though, I was like, and like doing like a like a like a non ironic, why so serious kind of bullshit. I was like, I don't why <laughs> like you mm-hmm. know why why do, why do you think that he's the why would you emulate this one <laughs> out of all of the people? Why would you emulate this uh, one? Because it's edgy, bro. It, the same, this, I mean, I'm sure the new movie is fine. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I'm not going to see it. I don't give a shit. But it's just the, the fa- Joker fandom is always a lot to take in. That's all I'll say. I've, um, I would, Gary and I were talking about covering it for Days of Future cast. Um, but spoiler alert, that show is going to change format significantly in the next few weeks. Um, Monster of the Week listeners hear it first, unless you heard (laughs) it on Days of Future cast the Saturday before this comes out. So anyway, um, but we were going to do it because he, he saw it and he was like, yeah, that movie doesn't have, has literally nothing to say, but it's very pretty. And it's like, probably like, it would be fun to do like a one-off episode on that. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. And I just haven't had the time to go see it. And then as the discourse has kept on, like, Gary was just like, nah, we're good. I don't even worry about it. We're 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 all right. And then yeah. it's just a lot of adults taking being misunderstood very seriously. Yeah. Like I just I I mean I feel there's there comes a time in life where you, you gotta stop being misunderstood. You know what I mean? That's not that's not your 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 personality anymore. Yeah, if you're misunderstood for like ten years, that's on you, dog. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, you. That's you. That's poor communication like, skills. You could just you could just not do that. That's not society. <laughs> that song, that one's you. <laughs> that was uh, that was B Wade's idea. I was talking to B Wade about Joker, and he was like, "You and Gary should literally just like open it up. It's the Days of Future Cast theme music, and then both of you say we live in a society, and then it's the Days of Future Cast outro music, and then that's the podcast. <laughs> that's <laughs> like the you know what? I'm legit thing. going to pitch Gary on that because that sounds like a good time. That's funny. It's just really interesting to see. Like I follow a lot of um, gamers. Yeah. Especially like on Instagram where it's all gamers mm-hmm. who are just like they took they took the Joker so seriously. And I'm like, huh, I guess I should have seen this coming. <laughs> but and again, if you were like you watched that movie and you really like it, I don't care. That's fine. But just like Joker fandom. I have to keep coming back to that term Joker fandom. Yeah. Like when you did you see that? I'm pretty sure I sent it to you. That TikTok thread. Of no, Jokers. stop it. I'm uh, dude. 
Yeah, exactly. Like just like people like getting into the Joker that much is just like a cause for concern. Like it's a, it's a it's a giant red flag to me. Like just like for if sure. you like the Goat Joker this much, my man, and like aren't just having fun with it, right? Like if mm-hmm. this if I they're if I not look at they're your, not having fun. They're not like hey guys, look at my like cool Joker impression and like having fun with it in that <laughs> regard. They're just like fully dressed up as him, like licking their lips, doing the whole fucking effect, like trying to look sexy as the Joker. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a whole lot. I uh, I I just I just I just can't handle it, dude. Like even like, have you ever gone back to watch the uh, Tim Burton Batman from like nineteen? I saw. I watched that. I haven't seen it in like since I was in high school. I actually didn't like it at all, though. I um I went back and watched it like within the last five years and ended up coming out of it like what is this fucking movie like it barely like the Joker like there's Prince dance numbers like it's fucking yeah, it's... bizarro like it's fucking mm-hmm. weird and like Michael Keaton just feels like he's like I don't know what he's doing in that role man like and I as a kid I fucking loved that movie and going back to it was <laughs> such a weird experience for me where does he get all of those wonderful toys? Like, what are you oh, doing, no. Jack Nicholson? How oh, did you no. do this? Yeah, why are they all weird? <laughs> why are they all weird? And then you got every comic, bro, obviously being like, bro, you got to read the fucking Killing Joke, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? You ever read the Killing oh, Joke? Oh, God. Killing Joke is fine. You don't need to do that all the time. That's like all, all the people I grew up with. Obviously, I'm... Oh, who, who am I to talk? Because I love anime. Um, But I was the one person in my friend group who was into anime as opposed to being into i guess western comics not that you can't be into both but that's just how it that's just how it fell for us um so there's just a lot of a lot of older dudes telling me dude you gotta listen to hardcore and you gotta read the killing joke what are you fucking kidding me dude are you kidding me you gotta listen to what hardcore oh hardcore okay hardcore punks kid (laughs) sorry ma i forgot what the kids were into Yeah, no, and I, I did I did listen to Hardcore, but I didn't get into the killing joke, bro. Yeah, all of those were like, I don't know, like I fell out of comics so hard because I, I was in the prime, ni- like all of the bad shit that you hear about comics was when I was reading comics. Like when, you know, Rob Liefeld was not drawing feet and everything had 14,000 <laughs> muscles. Like that's, that was Don't my era. That's, th- that was, that was what I grew up in. Yeah. And, and Rob Liefeld would not show you the feet, uh, but he would show you a chest. Boy, would he show you a chest. Um, but so I got, I fell off of it and it wasn't until, uh, Autumn and I got married. Um, and a friend of mine, um, like I think it was right before we got married, but a friend of mine gave me the first volume of Sandman. And I was like, Oh, like the, comics can be good actually mm-hmm. like they just didn't sell this shit at the drugstore in meadville mississippi right like where right, i was going right. to buy comics like so getting into sandman and then like the the real i guess quote-unquote prestige comics mostly vertigo shit right like so fables and why the last man and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. deus ex machina and all that other yeah crap. i read uh i read why the last man i read from hell i read uh from hell was good yeah i picked up saga when that like was first starting um and it doesn't matter i read a little bit of fables that was like in my early 20s when i was like oh okay i'm like getting into some stuff that you know it's not just superheroes it's not the impenetrable marvel stuff because i did try to get into that when i was a little bit younger um but i just i could never find my way i didn't know where to start i was always confused and didn't have the money or the resources to really like search what i'm find what i'm supposed to find um but i also like i didn't read manga or anything like that for many many years i did when i was younger in like middle school high school and then completely stopped not all interested and then uh the junji ito stuff came out when i was or they started releasing like the hardcover books for those so they were more accessible 
in my early 20s, I think. I started reading those, and then it wasn't until Jess and I started dating. We were at Barnes & Noble, and she was like, what is this? What what is this whole section of of the store? I was like, oh, manga. Hmm, I don't know. I, don't I know very know. little about that. But then Let's she explore was sort it of together, like, my new girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> yes, uh, I I have never heard of such things. But no, she sort of was like she was asking questions and sort of like you know casually interested. And then being like, yeah, I used to be really really into this stuff, but I haven't thought about it in years. And then um, here I am today. <laughs> <laughs> here I here I go. Here, here, here I, go. I am. <laughs> um books though like books were always for my parents like i mm-hmm. i would go to bookstores and like pick up books for me uh but i remember like reading all of my mom's weird horror stuff or just really any of my mom's books so like stephen king to john grisham to tom clancy like any of like the all of any of the bigger bullshit right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. that was like airport books even though my mom never flew anywhere uh and then also reading like bullshit like Christopher Pike and R.L. Stein at the same time, like not yeah. having any of the same experiences whatsoever, but like getting really into Piers Anthony and all that bullshit. So, my parents did not read. My mom would read a little bit, but my like neither of them really really uh, read. I don't know if my dad has read a book. That's not true. He read The Gunslinger. Gary read The Gunslinger. Um, <laughs> but I got I, they they still encouraged me to read. Thankfully, I had Harry Potter when that came out. Um, I got into Lord of the Rings a little bit because those movies came out when I was in fifth grade. And that's a great time to read Lord of the Rings or try to anyway. Um, and then I got into the Dark Tower. So thankfully I was set up like I got I got the good shit or got good shit for me to like, you know, catch a kid's interest. So that like developed a healthy reading habit because otherwise I would have been screwed. There was no books in my damn house. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fun. That's that's so weird. Like I would just be like I'd. I don't know. I just remember growing up and having just tons of bookshelves and all that other bullshit. Like it was just a, I just had a lot. So it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. You been playing any video games? What you, what you been playing mm, lately? I played. So on, I, I had a couple of days off Jess's birthday. We did Jess stuff. Um, that's not true. We just, I didn't, I didn't play a lot of video games except for Saturday morning. And you guys were traveling though, right? Like it's not like you were able to play we video did. games. Yeah. No, we well, no, we were like traveling, traveling. We were going places, but we've slept at my house every night. Oh, um, okay. yeah. Um, but what was I saying? Oh yeah, so I played. I played a lot on Saturday morning before we had like a birthday party for Jess, and then I played a lot on um Tuesday night. I think after Jess left, and somehow managed to put twelve hours into Trails of Cold Steel two in that Excellent. period of time oh which is that's a, that's a lot of hours um and i'm now like 54 hours into that game the end is not in God sight damn. The, the third one just dropped and i and i got it a day early i was super excited about it i'm like yep not ready to play yet because i still have to power through um probably another like 20 hours of this game and i you know when i put it when i say it like that it sounds like a complaint and it, and it sort of is but at the same time i should just be enjoying it because I, it is really good and i am really loving it like it's my favorite JRPG in years and years and years. It's probably better than the first one. And there's so much that I love about it that I shouldn't be focused on rushing through getting to the end so that I can start the network next one. But that's how, that's how content works, right? We're always just trying to s- s- guzzle that content down. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, why you have so much content to play in the future. You need to get rid of all of, you can't really enjoy anything that you're doing right now because the pressure of all of the shit that you have left to do is, is on you constantly. I should stop buying new games and just, just get through the content that I have, but you know how it is. Gamers be gaming. 
I um I've I've been really good about not buying shit that I haven't played, except for uh I bought the Goose game and I bought um Link's Awakening on the Switch mm. at the same time. And um Bold. Autumn really wanted me to play the Goose game with her and we just haven't had the time or energy to make any of that work. So I've only played like a little bit of the Goose game and I just keep forgetting that I have a Switch. <laughs> so I haven't mm-hmm. played Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. And uh we had people over all weekend. So um like I had, I had, we had somebody come in Saturday afternoon and I forget what I was doing Saturday morning, but I don't, I don't think I got a chance. I played more of the surge too, but not like a great amount. I beat a boss that I'd been stuck on mm-hmm. for a while and got to the next area, but that was, that was all I did there. Um, but I haven't bought anything else and I like that outer worlds game is coming out and I'm kind of mm-hmm. curious about it and I got it like for basically free on game pass on the Xbox right. and I'm like, maybe I will like open that, but I know. For a fact, if I open that and I get into it in the least, like it's a, it seems like it's a hugely, like a huge game that I, you could get lost in. And I don't I will, think it's I, an open world game. I think it's just like I a, thought it was an open world game. That's, that like, was the, the common misconception. It was like, oh, it's Fallout in Space, but it's like a pretty linear, like, you just follow the story type of game. Oh, well, that actually makes me way more interested in yeah. it, to be honest with you. Because like, if there's like a set path and I don't have to... I don't know. Like that, that makes me more interested than just about anything yeah. else. I think it has all those like, you know, big role playing customizable options and story and, and character and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I don't think, I think it's a little bit more on rails than what a lot of people were expecting. Oh, interesting. Well, like I said, that's, that's nothing but good news for me. Uh, right. I do just want to complain. Me and CJ have been complaining about surge too. Uh, and I, I, I don't really say it. Well, especially when a game first comes out because like, Hey, it's it's hard to make a video game or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that game kind of runs like ass. Uh oh, it's it's kind of ridiculous. Like the first game was not flawless. I had a lot of crashes on PS4, but when it, um, I never lost major progress when it crashed because it saved so often. And also, like when I had it in, I was playing in performance mode, which is like 1080p, 60 or whatever, and it was perfect. Like I very very rarely had any. Like hiccups graphic wise. Uh, this mm-hmm. game is like slow down city and constant screen tearing. CJ told me that he can't he can't even play it because the screen tearing is so bad. He it gives him a headache. Oof. That's so. not good at all. And I was uh I, was, <laughs> I said on Twitter like I because uh I got a new remote control the other day for all of my entertainment shit. So I was like mm-hmm. turning on game consoles to connect it to this new remote or whatever. And uh, I was like, Oh, there's a new update for the surge too. And I mentioned that to CJ and I was like, I hope this fix all the performance issues. And he just wrote back. It doesn't <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh yeah. I am. Um, I just ran into that in trails of cold steel, which is like, I'm playing the remastered version on PS4, which is a port essentially of a Vita game. The Vita was supposed to run this thing. And I get to a certain town and there's just a fog effect on the screen. So everything is really dense. Um, and it ran at like four frames per second for the like, entire walk. Like there's nothing going on. There's just fog in the air. There's just some particles in the air and the game chugged. So I like, I could not believe it, especially since because of it being a Vita game on PS4, you can go into turbo mode. So it's like four times faster and there's a sprint button. So you literally like the main character runs around, like he's shooting around like a rocket because you just can move so fast. And there's no problems whatsoever, but suddenly I'm, I get to this town and there's some fog in the air and it just like doesn't work. And then I went and I cleared the dungeon that I needed to. I came back into town, the fog was gone and everything else was the same and it was back up to normal. And I don't understand how fog could truly fuck a game up that much. 
Are you sure you Those were are playing some... it on Nintendo 64? That that system had it a lot of problem with fog. It felt like it. It felt like it's like they like had to animate each and every piece of the fog rather than just like putting some sort of I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they make their video games, but it was it was tripping me out. Weird. That would annoy me, especially on a game that's like not very resource intensive. Like it's oh, one yeah, thing when you see a, a fully realized 3D world and it's in 4K HDR. It has all of this crazy graphics, but like if it was supposed to be a Vita game, like what are y'all doing in there? Yeah. It can't be there must have been some like critical thing that just that never worked right or something. And like no matter what console it's on, it's still just going to run like shit because of what it's emulating off of. I don't, oh, I don't know. What like Dark Souls, are. the first one. Like Dark Souls. Yes. Oh yeah, I forgot about I forgot about the chugging in Dark Souls. Forgot about the good old Blight Town or New Londo ruins when all them ghosties would just come. Just look out. at the floor and you'll be okay. You'll be fine. You'll be totally okay. Just don't look up. Never look yep. up. Uh, Jesus. You want to do a podcast? Let's do a podcast. <laughs>